I call him a celebrity accountant, if such a thing is possible, if that's not an oxymoron. His name is Peter Alexander, Christchurch Globetrotting Farm Accountant. That's a good intro, Peter. How are you? I'm good. I'm in Hamner. It's raining. Hamner is six degrees colder than Christchurch, uh, but probably six degrees warmer in the summer too. Um, I've got a view out my window. I really shouldn't be paid. The view is so good. Well, if it's a bit cold and uh, hand me, you can go and jump in one of the hot pools. Let me do a clumsy segue on to from hot pools to hot water. Are, are we getting into hot water as, a, as an economy in this country, in fact, worldwide? We are headed for a recession, or am I being too glass half empty on um, this one? That's a good question. We may, Australia and New Zealand may avoid a recession, may do, mainly because they're their uh, government interest to GDP, New Zealand's about 33%, Australia's about 65%. We are quite a bit lower than a lot of other countries around the world. I mean, the UK is just going through 100 so their debt, Their government debt servicing is roughly three times ours. I want to talk to you about the carbon tax or emissions tax. Now, it's really interesting that the Netherlands is asking farmers to reduce emissions by something like, off the top of my head, 55% by the year 2030. That's a brutal number. They're spending, what, $40 billion to assist farmers to exit. God help us if we get into that situation in this country. Yes, I've just... I'm interesting that you bring this up because that's something I've just... I'm about to write an article on. It's, it makes me think when I read about it, it takes an hour to Google exactly what's going on in the Netherlands, but their population's about three times ours. They are the biggest, single, second biggest exporter of agricultural produce in the world after America. Quite surprising when you read that. Uh, and this, this special fund, they've been talking about pollution problems because their agriculture is so intensive. I mean, they, their, their land size is a sixth of New Zealand, uh, and they have put together this fund to buy land or farmers to reduce the numbers, as you've said. They basically want them to reduce stock intensity. Where do you sit on an emissions tax for New Zealand farmers, we've got the government's response a couple of weeks ago to Hiwaka Ekanoa. I think we would have our head in the sand if we said farmers don't have to pay an emissions tax. That's not going to happen. My beef with the whole system, and this is where I think the government has really dropped the ball, is around the sequestration issue. Looking at both sides sides of the ledger, treating farmers fairly, especially farmers, sheep and beef farmers and deer farmers on extensive properties. At the moment, what they've come out with is um, it's hard to see what it's going to cost the individual farmer, except to say it looks too severe. We need to be giving farmers a credit for every possible um, issue with this carbon business. And at the moment, they are, they've almost moved away from that. So, really, if this government doesn't get its act together on how they're going to treat farmers like this, there'll be a backlash here and the government will be the loser.
I think the government will be the loser in the election next year, off the, regardless of, of a farming tax, I think simply off the back of the economy. We may, as you say, just avoid a recession. A lot of our trading partners will be in one. We know that our biggest trading partner, China, is having all sorts of domestic issues at the moment. The economy's going to get tough. If you're someone living in urban New Zealand and you bought a house for a million bucks and I don't know you've got a six or seven hundred thousand dollar mortgage uh, try paying that off at seven or eight percent even though you may have been stress tested at six it really hurts and those people will vote with their wallets they will and you've got the whole of middle New Zealand in that group but there's a big number of New Zealanders in this middle income group who are going to struggle. I mean, we've talked about single-income families for a long time being under major pressure, but you're now starting to move some of the middle-income group into it. I mean, at the moment, 34% of our New Zealand government income goes in welfare payments. 34%. That's where it goes. Admittedly, $17 billion of it goes to national super, but that still leaves $31 billion going in welfare payments of all sorts of different kinds. There's 75 different government subsidy grant welfare schemes in existence right now. And then, of course, Peter Alexander, there's the moving bell curve of the boomers. It is going to get more and more expensive for us as a nation to pay national super at 65 rather than moving it on to, I don't know, over a graduated period or scale to 67 or 68. But I won't get into that argument because you and I might agree on that one. Hey, listen, thanks very much for your time. Got to go. Enjoy the rest of your day in Hanma. Thank you. Thank you, Jamie.